All right, so welcome to episode number 117 of In the House 2.0 podcast. This is Kenny Alward. I've got my buddy Scouse, my sidekick, as Hello. always. <laughs> Hello. And then I've got some big titles to talk about, Scouse. Are you ready uh, okay. for these? Yeah, I'm, 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 ready to, I'm ready for them too, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to type these out, and I'm not very good with reading to begin with. So uh, from, we've got two of our buddies from Soccer Holdings. First of all, Senior Director of Strategic Partnerships, Brad Gordon. Welcome. Welcome. It looks like you were Yay! to read that. Are you okay? <laughs> my, my eyes got tired just reading it. I'm going to have to stop and get a drink. And then uh, new to the team, Marketing Community Engagement Coordinator, Lauren Schuster. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's, that's a big, long uh, uh, title you got to write there. Uh, I, I know. I say it's, a, it's a mouthful sometimes. Yeah, you can't even fit on your name badge, can they? No, no. Scouse, we're going to have to get some better titles for uh, Scouse's house because I think mine's like town crier or something. And yeah. I have like two words in mine and they have like five and six words in theirs. Yeah. Can we have a committee to research this? Yeah, we, we can, you know, because uh, I'm still the chief cook and bottle washer. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, so we, we, we could come up with some better ones. Uh, we're definitely going to have to go to soccer holdings. I'm sure they've got enough subcommittees yeah. or something like this they could bring it up on their mondays and just really crush some things out there for us but i'm not yeah. sure i really want to hear what they give us that's lauren's department the marketing they come up with all the creative <laughs> ideas so yeah you know because they, they could call me the, the chief gobshite <laughs> so i'll put um, it on my to-do list for for tomorrow for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first initiative <laughs> so okay so, kenny what have you got yeah so uh, we've got uh, a lot of games now and we do it without masks, and that's really cool. Yeah, that was kind of odd on um, Saturday because I, I played hooky on Saturday and I went to the game. And, um, you know, that's the first time we've been in that stadium um, without a mask on. So much different. I could actually hear the players yelling on the pitch without me yelling in my mask and only hearing myself back. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the whole thing is like in a bubble and doing all these things. I could see for the first time, too. Uh, normally, I only see about where the goal is and that's it because my glasses would get fogged up so it was a really fun experience being out there perfect weather uh brad lauren great job on getting that weather because i'm sure the the other few weeks before when it was just raining that wasn't on you right not really i mean most of that was still preseason on the women's side anyway so and Did, kenny to be honest it was very interesting that game on saturday being massless you could tell that there were some people that their first dates had only been to a soccer match and when they showed up Saturday, they were a little scared about what they were walking in with. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, put it back on. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I got called out pretty early for a couple things I said. But uh, that's, you know, just getting warmed up for the season. That's all that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to let the players know that we're here. And, Lauren, were you there for the game on uh, Saturday? I was, yeah. I, I was up in our AV booth. So. What were you doing up there? So I get to do what we call a run of show and essentially all of the uh, the league stuff that they send over that I make sure that uh, good old Lance gets to read off on time and make sure our lights and our music and all that fun stuff is ready to go. Um, so I kind of assist up there. Um, I've got another person up there with me who kind of helps do like the video board and stuff like that. So we just kind of make sure production wise it all runs pretty smoothly. Okay, so um, was not wasn't the last game, but a couple of the games ago, somebody put the wrong uh, team up on the board. Who was was that you? That was not me, but I was up there, and, <laughs> and we tried we tried our best to get it off there pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Scouts, Scouts, back to your point um, about the the players here and the fans. I mean, that was that was a big thing. You get the fans or the players actually would talk about what a massive um, benefit that was to have so many games at home. 
and some of the playoff games at home was because of our fans and supporters were so loud and they felt like they were getting energized by hearing you all. So that's a good point that masks off, you know, more clarity on the, on the vocalization of the supporters and hopefully, you know, start bringing home a few more wins. Cool. Cool. Cause it's good to hear that. So, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, so, uh, Brad. Yes. All right. So you had an easy job, right? You know, because you only had to worry about Louisville City and that was it. But now you you got double the workload, right? Because now you you don't just have Louisville City. You've got race in Louisville too. So how has your day-to-day uh, kind of changed from um, Louisville City and now, you, you know, you, you got so much to do on your plate? Well, it's actually triple the workload because we also have the academy that also has its own set of assets and, and, and partnerships involved as well. I will say that it was it was – it's refreshing um, coming from a different sports background in tennis and dealing with professional athletes. Our athletes that we have on both sides now on, on loose city and on racing, they really do make our job a little bit easier because they are a team that a community wants to get behind. They're a team that a community wants to support um, just because, you know, quite frankly, I'm a knock on wood here, but you don't see our athletes in the news for anything negative. And they very they are a great shining light in the community. I think that's what helps us. Is mm-hmm. that you know who who do you want to back and who do you want to put your money behind and where do you feel comfortable as a community standpoint? And you know, Loose City and Racing come to mind because they are they do care mean a lot to the community. They do a lot for the community. And uh, so the day to day is really not that much more difficult. Um, you know, I think COVID made it difficult on what people were going to put their money into. But as far as selling, I think we've got a great product on both sides of the uh, both sides of the pitch, and they make it easy for us. Okay, all right. So, um, so how did you get into kind of doing what you're doing? You know, did you decide? Well, you know, I'm not going to play football anymore. I think I'm going to go and uh, sit behind the desk and tell people what to do. Or how did that come about? You know, my background was in tennis, and I, I worked for the United States Tennis Association and for the uh, WTA, which is the Women's Tennis Association, for a while. And there was a tournament I was working for here in Louisville that just never really got off the ground. And fortunately for me, a lot of the speaking engagements that I was speaking at, the soccer club was also speaking at, or they had representation. A lot of the owners were there. So I think some of the work I was doing was shown through there. And uh, I got asked to come and you know, talk about a position. And my first answer was, I don't know anything about soccer. And, you know, now I know a little bit enough to be dangerous, dangerous enough to coach my, my second grade son soccer team. <laughs> but it, it was really just like a, a lining of the stars because not, looking at back now, this is the best job I've ever had. And I, I love everything I'm doing with the club and uh, everything that the club has to offer from the organization, the leadership down. I mean, Brad, that's just, you couldn't ask for a better leader running, running the ship. So uh, that's kind of how it all came about. And I've, I've, I've worn a couple of different hats there, but I've enjoyed every one of them. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I, I think I've, I've known you now for, what, uh, maybe four or five years? Correct. That's about right, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, it just in that short period of time, you know, that the uh, the landscape um, here in Louisville com- has changed completely. And um, I, I think, uh, Brad, you've done an a, 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 awesome job um you know do what you're doing and um you know I, I couldn't be prouder of uh the guys in the um the back office that you call it now um right. so um you know I, I, hats off to you man you know you're doing a fabulous job 
Well, I appreciate you saying that, but I mean, when I say it, it's not like really cliche, you talk, it's a, it's a team effort. It really is everybody coming together to one goal and to put the best product out there that we can and they're doing the same on the pitch. We've got to do the same in the back office, you know, lining up with the correct people. But there is one thing we've got to put right. You know that, right? There's one thing we've got to put right. And, uh, Tell me. and uh, there's, um, when we were over at Slugger, right? Remember Slugger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that place across the park. It was a great uh, home well, for a while, yeah. Well, you know, um, we had a, a bit of a gold drought there for a little bit, and you know why that was, right? Because you and Brad didn't come down and, and share the um, the the, uh, the kind of the, the nippy sweeties at uh, the 60th minute. How did we do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, if I recall, it was the 27th minute in the first half and the 63rd yep. in the second. It usually worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, because uh, it seems like that every time you, that you and Brad Estes were joining us for um, a pint, that uh, we always managed to score. But uh, since we've uh, been in a new stadium, um, all I see is you running behind the goal, you know, collecting footballs. <laughs> Darn you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's something that, I mean, the, the, you talk about the landscape, that's something that COVID did change, you know, the the where you can't have the ball kids out there, you know, retrieving the balls and throwing it back into the players. So that whole dynamic of the game has changed where you've got to have just a few select people out there wiping down the balls and they have to be changed out with a cleaner. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, now we've, we've gone to the to staff doing that, but uh, we're getting there soon enough. We'll all be back yeah. there behind the goal and enjoying the pints. So now that, uh, you know, at the last game, you know, a lot of people were not wearing the mask and, um, you know, that the governor's changed how we, um, go to the football game now and uh, and view it. So how's that going to change how you guys deal with the match day? I think it's still going to be business as usual. I think that uh, between what Brad and Davina and the folks over at ASM Global have come up with was a very safe and effective way to attend an event even during a pandemic. And we were the one of the first in the in the country to do it. And we did it live on TV with fans and we did it in a very safe way. So I don't know if that's going to change. If anything, it's just going to enhance the game day experience, making sure everybody knows when they come here, they're going to be safe and they can do so without a mask now. So I think the protocols, you know, other than being a mask, I think the, the cleaning and the sanitation will stay the same as a additional measures to keep everybody safe. I think along with protocols, we've got to get uh, two wins this weekend. First time ever, games on Friday and Saturday. So we've got uh, the Washington Spirit coming to town. We lost to them tough loss in Challenge Cup 1-0 last minute. That was a heartbreaker. But I'll tell you what, from what I saw from this this game this weekend against Kansas City, uh, we controlled the play a lot better. And some of the things that Gary Kernine talked about when he was on the show recently about uh, the back line getting sorted out. Um, any insight? Is Gemma in town yet? Is she going to be ready to play without giving up secrets? You know, we've got two players coming in from England. Do uh, you guys have any insight on that? I don't have any insight on who's in and who's ready to play. I know that uh, we look like a much different team defensively Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I think that they're, you know, they're, they're ready to put them in the back of the net. And I think that, you know, hopefully that's coming Friday night on this match. They're ready and, and they're, showing, they're showing the improvement. And they're stepping up and they're still, they're still figuring out together how to work together as a new team. But, you know, they're, they're looking sharp. And uh, they're ready. If you go back to that Washington game, um, just the progress that we've made, of course, you know, a new group of players all together, so you could only expect this. But 
I was looking at uh, this a little bit ago. Washington outshot us 19 to eight with seven on frame versus four on frame. And then you move forward to Kansas City. And that's just fast forwarding, what about three weeks, I think. We outshot uh, Kansas City 13 to 11. So uh, we got a lot of forwards on the pitch. Got to get a little bit more clinical, but uh, you got to get them on frame. They're starting to do that better than where they were, you know, three weeks ago, which makes complete sense. That was the thing that I saw. And I mean, if, if CC was able to get that get that one in the cross that uh, Savannah made from the end line, the ball bounced up. It was just a horrible bounce because she was right on top of it, ready to bury it. Um, I think it would have cl clearly been just a one nil, and we walk off with three points on our first first home win. Yeah, I'll let uh, Lauren answer the technical football questions here. I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan. I'm learning it slowly, but I will say, I mean, watching Savannah, she puts up some nice set pieces up there, and I think she can continue to do so, and everything else is going to click and find the back of the net pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that. I think, um, you know, as as a team, we're we're goal hungry. I think it's coming. Um, we've got to learn how to balance out, you know, trying to force the shot and and letting just the play kind of let it let it happen on its own. Um, but I think, like Brad said, I think we're we're definitely ready. Um, you know, the goals will come. We're still kind of work learning how to work together as a team. Um, but I think each game so far, we've definitely seen improvement. So we're keeping our fingers crossed for when the ball finds the back of the net for regular season. So Lauren, you do a little coaching, a little goalkeeper coaching, right? Yes, that's correct. So have you gotten any pointers from Michelle on how she <laughs> taught Allison to head in a winner for Liverpool? And you know, to transfer that to your players? You know, she's she's had a busy weekend. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Um, but yeah, no, that I saw the goal and it was it was incredible. So Yeah. Which yeah. one are you talking about? Michelle's <laughs> or, or Allison's? Um, both, but I'm a little bit biased, so I'm gonna say Michelle's was better. She okay. launched into it. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, she, she did. But, uh, you know, I'm surprised none of you heard me yesterday because uh, when that goal went in, I about lost my shit. The guests at the hotel thought that uh, I'd lost my ever-loving mind. So, yeah, we did, uh, it, we did it at Molly's. Um, I, I got to meet uh, my dad and my uh, parents were in town. So Shan and I went down and uh, had, had lunch there and watched the game. And at the end of it, my stepmom, she's really – Good at taking a lot of photos. When I, she just takes a lot of photos, and then somewhere in the middle, there's a good one. And uh, she said, The only thing I missed was not seeing you and Shannon's face when that goal went in because you all were losing your mind. I nearly spilled everything on the entire table running through my legs. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite the show. Quite the show. So, um, how's the weather looking for this weekend? Oh, we don't have Tawana Andrew on here this time. I know. No. How's the weather looking for this weekend? Hot and dry. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Be good. Very hot. Yeah. Beer drinking weather. Hey, maybe maybe we'll we'll find a, a nice time to get behind the uh, scouts group for a pint. Yeah, you better believe it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because uh, you know, hey, uh, Brad, did you know that Scouser's house is located right in front of Kentucky's largest continuous bar? Did you know that? No. Man, I wonder how, how I figured that how one out. How convenient yeah. is that? How? <laughs> I don't know how we got stuck out there, but man. You know, so uh, we've got to get those guys busy. Some guys have drink all the way. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to drink some beer. So when are you going to come down and join us, Lauren? Um, I would say I'll I'll get a chance to sneak down eventually. Um, Maybe maybe Friday or Saturday. We'll see. Okay. Because, um, you know, I'm, I've been promising um, Lance that uh, one of these days I'll, I'll come visit him up in his new home up there in the, uh, the nosebleed section. And... Uh, you know, he's going to come on down and we're going to swap places. Oh, really? 
That'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, at, what, at what time in the match is that going to happen? We, we, may have, we may have to cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I, I want to go up there into the booth and uh, yell across the um, the entire field that, you know, the referee's a wanker. Yeah. And there I it think, is. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you've got enough of the kids in our section already doing that. Yeah, well, uh, we had to. We had a tale of one of uh, the preschool kids that w was uh, running around a, 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 a class at school uh, singing the referees a wanker. So, hey. Yeah, yeah our, our, neighbor's, our neighbor's son was at a University of Louisville basketball game about a, two years ago and starts yelling in the middle of the basketball game, the referees a wanker. And uh, I got some texts from parents like, thanks for all you're doing for our kids. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's education. Nursery rhymes. <laughs> so we've got Landon Donovan coming to town on Saturday uh, with San Diego. Uh, the Loyal, they've started out with three straight losses. I've not seen any of their games. They're a negative six uh, goal differential. Um, so that bodes well for us, maybe. Um, a lot better than if they're coming out with a plus six. Uh, has anybody seen San Diego yet? I mean, obviously we know Landon Donovan, but he's not going to be on the pitch other than just barking at the um the refs no i haven't I, seen him i haven't seen him much no and, and i think landon donovan's going to be too afraid to come down to scouser's house him playing you know for the other team and everything you know he's too afraid he'd be like uh um all the other people too afraid to come to louisville it's unbelievable it just never yeah. stops it's a weekly thing yeah you know, I do know I do know Danny and just like any other coach, you're not going to look at those numbers and, and take a light road. So they're they're going to come full force and and try to stick it to it as best as possible. So you, those, those numbers aren't going to mean much come game time. It's business as usual on the pitch. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, any any team can be beaten on any given day. But I think our, our boys are definitely hungry and ready and they're they're out to win. So I think that's yeah. the mission through and through. Uh -huh. So. Uh with the new coaching staff that we got now for Louisville City, have either one of you noticed any differences on the, the training pitch? No, I think it, I think it's just kind of I don't want to say staying the same, but you know the guys are used to Danny as is, and I don't think Danny needs to change much there. So I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of change going. Okay, all right. Lauren, from your side, uh, were you watching Louisville City or racing much before? Uh making the switch over here to soccer holdings? Um, yeah, so I, I've been around the game, you know, my entire life. I've been to a, a couple of Lou City games um, before I, I got hired on and whatnot. And then I've kept up with the NWSL for as long as they existed. Um, and even before then, when we were still the WPS. So definitely familiar um, on both sides and whatnot. But yeah, I think I think like Brad said, and like we've already talked about, you know, the, the winning mentality is there on both sides. So I think it'll be a good year for both teams. Mm -hmm. So who are you excited to see at um, Lynn Family Stadium when they come? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, I'm I'm a huge uh, Allie Krieger fan, and she's already been in there. So I'm excited to see her come back. Um, and really, I think it's just cool just to to kind of see some of the, the players with, um, with the NWSL just come in. You know, I, our fans are going to be excited for the big names, you know, the Alex Morgans, the Megan Rapinos, um, you know, the – household names um are going to be in our stadium which i think is super cool regardless of whether you're you're rooting for racing or not we've you know we want you to root for racing obviously but those big names are names that everybody loves yeah but you know alex morgan she doesn't want to come to, to Lim family stadium because she's afraid that scouts in the uh, scouts house you know that right because that's how she that's why she called off the first game 
Oh, is that so? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too afraid to come. Yeah. It's international duty. I, and, I, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, just as excited as uh, many people are to see some of these big names, I think these big names are equally excited to play in Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I it, is, it is a great yeah. destination for a lot of the NWSL teams to come in there. And I think they're just excited to come play in this venue. Yeah, and I've heard that uh, too. Um, there's a few articles that I've read out there in the uh, the, the USL that, um, you know, we have one of the best uh, facilities in the nation. It's not just uh, um, in Kentucky, it's in the nation, you know, and, um, you know, it, it is a, a shine and jewel. But, you know, one of my questions is, is now that we have two professional teams playing on the same pitch, how is that going to affect the um the dynamic of the pitch when uh you know we're in full swing it, it it's how are we going to maintain the the grass and stop it from what basically wearing out and wearing thin well i think on episode 118 you need to have tom nielsen on, this, on the show talk about it don't sell yourself short you you gave a pretty good you know tour you gave a pretty good tour the other day when i was down there with you and our uh, other people from toyota down there and Talked a little bit about the system that's underneath there. Um, having a, you know, like you talked about your tennis background, my background's golf. So I know a little bit of stuff about grass and chinch bugs and all kinds of stuff. So, but there's definitely some aeration down there. We were talking on that tour the other day. Um, the game, the last Lou City game, there is no way that game would have been played if it had been over at uh, Slugger. Just oh, way no. too much rain. No, I mean, the turf monster would have been floating around everywhere, swallowing up children and kids and. It's it's a big difference with the aeration system, and you tell us a little bit about like what's underneath there, that big engine that like cools so, and heats and. My minimal knowledge of the uh, sub air system is there is it's it's climate control. It's a big word. It, sub air it doesn't good word. Doesn't let the uh, grass get too hot when it's hot outside. Doesn't let it get it too cold when it's too cold outside, and it keeps it very uh, very manageable, and it, uh, it it dries very quick. And there's the. Uh, there's the Cliff Notes version of what I know about it. There's a bunch of big, giant tubes underneath that pitch that make that thing playable and as pretty as it is. And that's the same type of system that has been used for years and years. I go to the golf set, and I brought this up with Augusta National. That's why it always looks so beautiful for the Masters every year, no matter whether you play it in, what was it, November this year when they played it? This last year or the April, why they always look so pretty. Um, I want to talk about something different uh, about game day experience now that we're starting to see people come into the stadium, right? So we were doing with the small stuff. And this is a big part of what is part of your old job about reaching out to the community, right, Lauren? And yeah. then, Brad, what you're selling to the different people that I'm involved with on some level. But what what do you guys see as being able to expand more things and not everybody just stand there with their mask in a little cubicle? What what are you, you guys looking forward to? Yeah, so from a community engagement standpoint, um, part of what I, I, I brag and I get to tell everybody that I get to do all the fun stuff. So part of what I get to do is is go out and, and reach out to local you know, organizations and people in the community and, and say, hey, this is who we are. Um, you know, this is what we do. We want you to come be a part of us. And some people, you know, soccer fans or not, they're like, oh, yeah, like that sounds so cool. And then the people who you know, our soccer fans are nine times out of 10 already involved. Um, and then with, you know, COVID restrictions kind of getting lifted, more people are feeling a little bit more safe coming out um, in the public setting again. So I think it's ex it's an exciting time to be a part of what we've got going on. And my job is no different, really, other than it's a, it's a revenue driver, but it's the same thing, finding different opportunities. And, you know, with our relationship with Toyota, it's all about finding 
unique and different opportunities with like with the bus wrap and having the ability to showcase that partnership that we did uh, two seasons ago and the different media opportunities that we have with the soccer city radio program. There we go. There's, there's the bus oh, right there. <laughs> but, but so it's not just with Toyota, it's finding those things that work with all the partners, what makes them tick and what, what's going to showcase that partnership even further and what, how are they going to benefit from it? And I think that's what makes it fun for me is finding these unique opportunities that, and clever opportunities to, to make things work. Yeah, and I, I think on that note too, like Brad mentioned earlier, it's it really is kind of a team effort, um, you know, all the way through in the in the back office. Where if there's something that I'm involved with, and you know, he needs to get involved, or vice versa, um, you know, we really kind of all bounce ideas around off one another and, and see what the best fit is for for our partners and our people in our community. So cold calling is like the worst thing in the world to do in sales. I've done it many many times. Brad, that's basically what you were doing when you first got here. It wasn't quite cold calling, but it was looking for. So how has that changed now to where it's probably more of a referral and then finding the right niche for that partner as opposed to just we need revenue, right? And well, now it's the, it's, the, it's the right partnership that you're looking for. I will say in the very beginning when I was first started calling people, I would it was almost like a question or a question mark at the end of my statement. This is Brad calling from Louisville City FC, the pro soccer team here in town. <laughs> and it just kind of like reaffirming what we are. People are like, what is this calling? It's not, it, now it's, it's a household name now, and it's very easy to, and people know us when we call. Uh, I don't want to say it's easy to sell the partnership, but it's no longer trying to explain who we are. We've made a statement in the community. People know who we are. And um, you don't get these, well, I have to call you back. I mean, people want to hear about the opportunities versus, well, let me think about it. They're, they're wanting to have more conversations and get to get to the depth of what what creative way can we figure out a partnership. Um, so it's still been fun. They're, they're still cold calling, but it's no longer explaining what right. the club is, right? So pe uh -huh. people people know us. Scouts, do you know do you know anybody in this community, in the soccer community? No, nah, just a, just a few people, you know. There's not that many, you know. But uh, you know the 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 one thing now is. Um, you know, when I'm out and about is people are not asking me about Liverpool anymore, that the predominantly everybody's asking me about Louisville City and race in Louisville. So um, the, 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 the amount of people that I know out there, the, um, their whole dynamic has changed now that we have a, a local team to get behind and not just one, but now we've got two. So uh, we're kind of spoiled for choice, I believe. What's going on with the academy now that uh, the, where are we at with the fields being? I know the fields are down and Brad, you and I've talked about this a little bit with the building. Sorry, Lauren, I just talked to Brad almost every day through the other relationships uh, that we have. So where are we at with that on the building, Brad? Well, the building's coming along and it, we should be looking early June to have it fully operational and inside. The, the fields have been down for a while. The kids have been out there training since October. Uh, some some fields are even done before that, so it's uh, fully functional in that aspect, and we're ready to to move into our new home and you know make it a place where we continue business. And Lauren, for the community engagement on that side, getting the kids out there, right? So people spend money on a couple things: kids and their pets. You pretty much can't go wrong with either two of those things. So, are you going to have dogs and cats out there soon to kind of keep up the good feel out there? Sorry, I, that's a question I'll have to get back to you on. Um, <laughs> Can you yeah. put that in there with my new title that you guys are going to get to on uh, Tuesday? Yeah, tomorrow, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, no, you're right. You know, that's a it's going to be a huge thing um, for for kids in in the community to kind of get involved and and really kind of just 
you know, as it is, the pathway to the pros is what we call it. And, you know, they're they're learning from some of the best coaches out there. Um, and we've got that right here in Louisville. And I think that's a, a huge thing. How many kids do you all have? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be in between seven and 800 kids by this next academy season coming up. Well, this uh, current season is coming to an end. Actually, the last match, I say that because my son played on the U8 team. And they just finished nice. up their last set of matches uh, last weekend. And, you know, they're kind of finishing some stuff up with one-on-one coaching this week. And then they've got the two months off to to kind of hone their skills and get ready for the next season. Yeah, and we've got uh, summer camps and stuff, uh, yeah. I think, just about every week in, in June. And I want to say even some in July, too. You really do. I mean, you've got some brilliant coaching out there. But when you, my kid, my my eight-year-old son gets to go out there and work two days a week with Sean Francis, which is incredible. Then you got Ken wow. Schmidt, who just, who knows the yeah. psychological parts of youth sports and how it is important on how they're talked to while they're on the pitch training and our job as a parent. And I think that's just as important as the technical training is what the, what the parents aspect, what do they need to know and what, what's their responsibility and the role as their kids are out there playing. And our role is basically to, sit in our lawn chair and shut up and let them coach and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and encourage them and tell them a good job for getting out there and doing it. So but to your point, Scott, the, the community stuff, um, just today we have a, uh, my son's school has a uh, social media page that they ask questions on and parents can fill in and Friday is field day, but it's every kid in the school has to wear purple. And oh, wow. Not, not necessarily city related, but it's just the color they're wearing all the kids to be unified and, all the parents, where can we get some Lou City t-shirts? And it was just kind of fun seeing this as, you know, the yeah. this, this school out here, they're all wanting to put their kids in Lou City shirts to wear on Purple Day, which is awesome, which, yeah. you know, when I first started, I, I don't know how much of that you saw, but it certainly wasn't going through the schools like it is now. And, you know, that's just showing to our growth and, you know, that we're, we're doing something right over here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you're either wearing a red Liverpool shirt or you're wearing a blue Everton shirt. But now... um I'm driving down the city, and you're looking at, everywhere you look. There's had somebody wearing a Louisville City shirt. And now people are wearing the uh, racing Louisville City, you know, shirts too. So um, I, I can't even um, believe how much it's it's grown over the last few years to the point where we are now. You know, you get in your car and there's somebody wearing a Louisville City, you know, and uh, it's it's got to the point that even um, my sister over in Liverpool has said, you know that. She was going through the Liverpool shop, and there's somebody wearing a Louisville shirt. Wow, that's awesome. You know, so that uh, you know, and who'd have thought that? Well, even even driving home down 64, cars are honking. Change your bumper sticker. That's the old logo. Or hey, Kenny, yeah. that's a that's a worn out hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for another yeah. to start, and then I'll change a hat. Just got a yeah. pair of them. Looks good on me. Yeah. <laughs> Not much does so, other than my wife being with me. Um, so Scouse, we, how are we doing on our memberships now? So we've got the Venmo thing out there. We've got the Venmo thing coming out there and, um, people are starting to, uh, um, sign up for Scouse's house. And, um, you know, I've been, uh, working with, um, there's, there's somebody at Louisville city. Her name is that uh, Lauren. And I've been working with that young lady and she, yeah, I'm not familiar. Well, she's a uh, a fabulous long young lady, and uh, even if I do say so myself. But um, we had a um, a meeting on um, last Monday, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Lauren? 
I believe so. So now we have on um, Thursday over at Molly's, um, I've reserved the um, the the outside bar up upstairs um, at Molly's for a, a Scouser's House meeting. And also um, the committee should be there. And uh, one of the things we're going to really seriously talk about is uh, putting Scouser's House behind the goal at um, Racing Louisville. Um, and I believe this uh, Friday we're going to have a uh, a bunch of us out there because guess what? I'm off on Friday. I don't have to go to work. So on Friday, um, the all of the, the Scouser's House uh, flags and banners will be out and um, hopefully that uh, we can try and encourage people to get out to the game and watch uh, race in Louisville just like we would uh, with Louisville City. I will say some of those meetings at uh, Molly Malone's turn out to ha get some of the best partnerships that we have at Lou City. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was uh, the official proper way to do it or not, we found a way. Yeah, we did. <laughs> there are only uh, only a few partners that can say they're involved with both teams, right, Brad? <laughs> That's true. So, and then um, one of the other things that we're going to talk about too is um, um, help me out on here, uh, Lauren, too. You can. Uh, jump in any way you want, um, but we're going to talk about um, Scouser's House heading up um, the kids club for next season. So um, if you are watching this and you want to get involved in um, getting the kids club together for um, next season, please get out to the meeting on Thursday because that's going to be one of the hot topics of conversation for uh, Thursday night. So please get out to Molly's and come talk to us because um, I need your help. And Lauren needs your help, and uh, Louisville City and Racing Louisville need your help too. So uh, please come on out and uh, come talk to us. Yeah, and you know, on that note, uh, you know, the the kids club is something that we we definitely want to get right, um, and, yeah. and you know, make sure that we're we're really involved moving forward. And I, you know, I know with the the COVID restrictions and stuff, um, kind of putting that stuff on hold, really kind of being able to open up now for a discussion and and see what we can make happen. So we're we're excited. Yeah, and um, Scouser's House, we're, we're going to take the um, the lead on that, and um, we're going to make it happen and um, have the kids hopefully uh, beginning the next season down at the Scouser's House end and uh, have them giving the goalkeeper a hard time. So we've got games on Friday, games mm -hmm. on Saturday. What's the attendance going to look like? Where are we kind of maxing that there? Are we still in the same as what we were last week, or are we two weeks out from moving that number? Where are we at? I think based if I heard it right, and I haven't heard anything official on our end, but I think the official, what the governor said was starting today, they go 75%. I don't know if that translates to our stadium or not. Okay. And it looks like, again, I think we're still holding at the 60% right now, unless that changed based on what he said last week. And then, you know, who knows, come second week of June, We've all hold, I heard, you know, that could potentially go to 100%. And, you know, if we can get 100% in the stadium, that's going to be a loud place to be uh, for that Memphis match, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's um, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is uh, getting in there with a, a capacity crowd and, um, you know, see if we can um, cause some accidents upon there upon 64 when uh, people hear the noises they're driving past. Uh, don't be goes, responsible for the accident. That's, uh, <laughs> that's negligent. Put a noise barrier up. That'll be the, uh, the first time we've uh, a noise barrier goes up to uh, to stop people here when we score a goal. 
Yeah, I'll say this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll say this as it stands now with capacity and even before, um, you know, it was it's still loud in there. And yeah. depending on where you're at, I mean, it it gets real loud when you're you know walking underneath certain parts of that stadium and whatnot um, or along the concourse. But I can't wait until we, we get that that full full capacity and pack it and make it real loud. Um, I think it'll be a great place to be. That's for sure. Yeah, I know at the uh, the game on um, Saturday, um, I sat the first half over um, in section one sixteen, and uh, when all the supporters over there are stamping the feet in those um, um, those seats over there, you know it, it it it's pretty loud over there, you know when they're doing that. So uh, you know, and believe it or not, when we're over at on the scouts' house side, you you can hear the the difference. You know, it was just it's pretty impressive. Well, you heard the difference too when uh, we went over there and got the drum at halftime, and we got Nick banging on the drum again. It just it changed the whole dynamic in the second half. Yeah, it did. You know, because uh, Nick, I still think he's probably the youngest uh, drummer in the USL, and uh, probably in uh, the NWSL now too. We need to get some stats on that. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the 2018 championship in Scouse's house over at uh, Lynn Stadium at U of L with the makeshift stands. <laughs> when that goal scored, and that, I thought that we were going to fall through the darn thing, and I was, I was more concerned about holding on to what remaining beer I had left in this cup when that goal yeah. got scored. <laughs> Which, I, by the way, I think was at the 68th minute after yeah. the 67th minute beer. We yeah. had we had some great stats going on there for a while, and uh, now that we're getting things back to normal, we got to get back to that, Brad, because we were pretty much undefeated on those those regular yeah. little sips, and. Uh, we DA Drogba was still firing over our head, knocking it out in the middle of Cardinal Stadium. He was so yeah. far off that game. I think there's still a ball at the uh, football training facility. One he knocked over there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he broke with the light bulb on the street lamp. You know, as the ball went out. So also hit also hit Allen pregame. I think <laughs> busted his glasses. I believe if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> we had started tailgating a little early, so I'm not sure exactly yeah. the details on that. And somewhere on this computer, I've got here. I know I do have that uh, that goal. I've got the footage of that goal right here. Oh, we posted it not long ago, actually, because remember I reposted that when uh, Luke was on here. Yep. When yeah, he scored that goal. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, put his laces through that ball. It's almost like he knew exactly where to be for that rebound, right? Yeah. What a, what a shot. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, the uh, was it the year before when uh, Cameron put that header in, and again down to Scouse's house end, and uh, you know as soon as it left his head, we knew it was in. So uh, brilliant. Was that the sixty seventh or sixty eighth minute, bro? Well, I think that was before that ritual came about. I was probably down walking the perimeter on the field during that one, and I think that's when I used to have to jump really high to give a high five to Scouse, and he was down there yeah. saying he was going to be sucking all the goals in. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was gonna say I'm seeing a common denominator here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not weird if it works. All right. Yeah, that's what, what I say at home all the time. It doesn't get me very far, but yeah, it's still weird. It's still weird here. <laughs> so, Brad, have we talked you into being a Liverpool supporter yet? I think you could persuade me. I think that um, definitely having my. Uh, my first blood of soccer being from Blue City, I become I have become a soccer fan. I appreciate the game. I appreciate the art of the game, and I'm I'm watching it a whole lot more. So I've, I do have to find a, a team to cheer for. So why not Liverpool? That a boy. I knew we could do it. 
<laughs> Plus, you can't you can't go for Lester. You got to have a reason just to to bark at Estes walking down the hall, right? Well, I will say over the over the quarantine period, I became a big fan, uh, just as everybody did, of Ted Lasso. And I looked at I looked at our back office tonight. We are a back office full of Ted Lassos, with the exception of Lauren, who does have soccer knowledge. We're we're yeah. all trying to figure it out, especially when we first got started. And I, I think I appreciated the show because that's how I felt walking in. I had zero to well zero soccer experience to be honest, not zero to little zero, and uh, became a fan very quickly. And now it's one of those things that same as I appreciate tennis. There's an art to it, just like there's there's an art to this soccer. There's an art to what everybody in the pitch does, and you, you got to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you know and. Um... Lauren, um, understand that you uh, were a, a, a city supporter. Yeah, I am. Uh, okay, you're in the bandwagon. I, I've been, you know, I've been on the bandwagon for a while now, so I don't know if I could call it that. But okay, yeah, just making sure, just making sure. Yeah, we no bandwagon fan over here, so. Out it go. Keep it up. Keep it up, <laughs> Lauren. You know, you, you've made this big move from where is it, Bumfluff, uh, Seattle, it was it Washington somewhere, and you got to Louisville. So, how are you finding Louisville so far? Uh, yeah, so I, I like Louisville. Um, I, I grew up, my parents are from Bardstown, so I'm not too far. And then I was in a, uh, an intern in Seattle, actually, for the Seattle Rain, back when they were still the Rain, uh, for a summer internship right before my senior year of college. So, I'm not, not not too familiar um, with, you know, Louisville just yet, just the certain parts that I was in as a kid. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like Louisville. It's got its its little little vibe to it, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, so you, you ever thought that you would be um, um, such a high-up uh, officer of Louisville City and racing Louisville? Or? I, I did not. I don't know if I would call myself a high-up officer just yet. Um, oh, yeah, you she are. Does. She, yeah. she tells us how high up she is every day, so don't – Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple but, uh, doors down from you, right? <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm super grateful to be in the position that I'm in. That's for sure. So. So is Brad your coffee boy? My coffee boy? No, yeah. I wish. <laughs> Brad, coffee. <laughs> she just holds her cup above her head, says, "Refill, please." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a trade for the the t-shirts that you come in and steal out of my office for those kids. So. Well, there you, well, you know, it's all it's all a trade and, and barter system over here. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. So, uh, Brad. Yes. So, um, <laughs> there's, there's little smirks that both of y'all make. I know, I know something's coming behind that. I'm just ready for the impact. So, so, <laughs> so we, we have a diesel and now we have a spam. So the uh, spam, here's how the spam thing <laughs> happened. So, uh, when Gary was on here, we asked him, you know, some nicknames or anything like that. No nicknames for, um, for Coach Holly. And then he said, but one interesting thing about him is, he loves to take spam calls multiple times a day. Oh. And he'll just start haggling with them on the phone. He'll walk by and he's like, no, the price is too high. This can't be right. It's got to be less than this. You got to do better than this. And he just loves it. So spam has become the nickname from that podcast. Yeah. So have you got any uh, interesting nicknames for, uh, I don't know, Brad Estes or uh, Davina or I don't know. Because I'm sure uh, Lauren's got a, um, a, a nice nickname. <laughs> She's probably got a couple for me. I got to be honest. I don't have any nicknames for anybody in the office. We, we, the two people you mentioned are some of the two of the greatest people in the office. So you can't, you can't say anything <laughs> negative there at all. I will say on, on coach Holly's, I, I kind of, I kind of take Liberty at uh, sticking on a spam call a lot longer than I should just to, just to, get, 
just to get some of the uh, the explicit words at the end when they realize I've just messed with them and I've wasted about 20 minutes of their time. So yeah. <laughs> it is kind of fun. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, there's, uh, there are a bunch of hardworking people in the office and we, we jab fund a lot of us, you know, we, we have a brother, sister, brother, brother type relationship. So yeah, there's going to be, you know, some jabbing back and forth, but it's all, it's all light fun, but you know, Diesel and Spam are, are certainly two I've not heard of, but <laughs> we, we'll probably roll with it next week for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not going away. <laughs> Maybe Gary's been trying to surprise He's like, this is my boss, and I kind of let <laughs> the cat out of the bag here. I've, I've, I've tried to get a uh, – I've tried to organize a Halloween thing now for the last – well, at least last Halloween and maybe this Halloween. We have three people in the office that have the initial BG. And so I'm trying to get us to the stage where we come in to work as the BGs, and but nobody's falling for it. It's just probably some of my dad dumb dad joke humor that nobody thinks is funny at all. But, and I and I go in, I shut my door, and I laugh like that'd be funny. BGs, everybody's yeah. like that. That BG down there is an idiot. Yeah. So can you sing that high? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was incredible. I'm never going to let you live that down. <laughs> well, it's not. Now it's here forever. It's, it's going to live in eternity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. That's actually yeah. going to be the title of this podcast, The Bee Gees. Yeah. Bee Gees, Oh, I bet even your kids upstairs are going to be like, oh, God, Dad's doing it again. Yeah. Um, my wife was kind enough to drag him out of the front porch. They were getting a little unruly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought those were um, Lauren's kids. I didn't think they were yours. No, no, no kids here. <laughs> oh, my wife was standing in front of me a minute ago, holding up a dinner menu. Do you want this or this? And I'm trying to like that one. You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> were trying to score a header there. <laughs> yeah. like, just call Michelle Beto. She could teach you a thing or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still impressed with that with her goal. I, I really am. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was funny that. Um, you know, Allison goes scores that goal yesterday, and because uh, we were only just talking about it a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? Yes, we were. We were. We were. Yeah. So we now we're gonna now we got to get Diesel to score a goal. Then no, well, Simone has a better chance. I mean, he's six nine. You can't teach that. Set yeah. Him up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We need it. Put Nile back there. Put Nile. That's about one of the only positions he hasn't played. Is keep put him back there for five minutes to see what happens. And he'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Nile will do it. Do a job. Yeah, you do. Scouts, I don't have anything else, buddy, unless you do. I, I do not. And um, I, I just want to um, thank um, Lauren and Brad coming on and uh, spending an hour with us. And um, again, I just want to reach out and tell everybody that, you know, we have that meeting on um, Thursday night over at Molly's in the upstairs bar. And um, uh, it could really use people's help and um, to try and get um, – Scouser's house there on um, match day for racing Louisville, and then also um, to uh, try and push um, interest through for the uh, the kids uh, club that uh, um, you know we need to get going and um, and try and get the interest in the game because the, one of the, the reasons, and I told um, Lauren this on um, last Monday, you know the the one thing that it, uh, always got me when I was a kid was uh, standing on a crate at the cop. 
and wondering how Liverpool were going to score a goal past Pat Jennings because that guy was he was like uh, seven foot tall and seven foot wide and you know he filled the goal and was, you know and that's always stuck out in my mind just looking up at uh, Pat Jennings and looking at him and he's, you know he had hands on him like garbage can lids and uh, you know but it's always stuck out and that's what I want for the kids in the community to to stand behind that goal and you know want to be on that pitch one day you know and uh, take. Uh, Michelle's spot or um, Niles' uh, position on the pitch and uh, make it their own. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and thank you to the two of you all for everything you all do on game day because that, I mean, that is every much part of the game day experience as anything else. And I think that, you know, people come to and they expect that. They expect the noise. They expect everything you all bring to the environment. And it's fun for all of us. It's fun for us as, as back office employees to to hear everything you all do and watch everything you all do to, to cheer both teams home. So yeah. thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll hats off to you guys as well. Cause I, I, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if they realize that supporter group stuff is a lot of volunteer work outside of a regular nine to five or, you know, whatever yeah. working average mm-hmm. might be for most people and on top of a family and, and housework and all the above. So yeah, definitely thank you guys. Cause you, you and the supporter zones are, are definitely kind of, you know, leading the way mm-hmm. for the rest of the crowd. So we really do appreciate it. And it makes a difference. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, let's get everyone behind the goal and let's make their goalkeeper deaf. <laughs> yep. Let's Very do good. It. All right, y'all. Thanks for jumping on tonight. Thank you so much appreciate for your time. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. see everybody out on Friday and Saturday. If Cheers. You the Thursday. Yep. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. And uh, let's get Cheers. six points this weekend. And, and Brad, yeah. Brad, let's keep on the, uh, the 66, 67th minute bit. Let's um, revive it. <laughs> no problems there. You don't have to tell me twice. All right. Okay.